1: of talk cosmos the panel of wonderful astrologers talking about ideas that we hope inspire you and this subject today is about earth day an idea that was inspired 51 years ago by gaylord his name was a wisconsin that's his last name and he was a governor of wisconsin and the idea has Flooded, you could say, across the world. It's now embraced with events in every country. There's a map where you can find your selections on April 22nd, I neglected to say, and or you can construct your own. It's a remarkable experience because right now Earth matters. Earth is our home, Mother Earth, Mother Nature. And there's a remarkable cycle at 51. Years. There are many cycles in life. Astrology relates entirely to cycles. And as a position of an astrologer, and my guests today are all evolutionary astrologers, both evolutionary astrologers certified in um, with Stephen Forrest Evolutionary School of Astrology, we interpret these remarkable cycles. So a question that we might ask is, will Earth Day promote a connective reality for global environmental cooperation? I am very happy to invite, once again, Marie O'Neill. She has an MBA and is founder of Padma Life Coaching. She's located in Santa Rosa, California. And Marie has many years of experience as a life coach, astrologer, speaker, coach, past life regression, facilitator, and lecturer. She is a distinguished Toastmaster through Toastmasters International on the board of directors with TEDS at Sonoma County, and an astrology mentor with FCEA. And in addition, Marie lectures at numerous astrology conferences, And she's added published author to her achievements. And the Lotus opened. It just published on the 14th. And in fact, I ordered my copy. I'm most excited. It's a (laughs) memoir. And Marie facilitates a virtual healing retreat presented by Padma Life Coaching, held biannually, February and August. The August will be in person, whereas February will be virtual. So get prepared and go to Padma Life Coaching to find out about that. Her passion is to help achieve their dreams, goals, and shine brightly in the world. Katie, boy, too many Cs. Katie Kaj is also my second guest, if we can see Katie here for a moment, is a master evolutionary astrologer of the Stephen Forrest Master Certification Apprentice Program. In fact, both Marie and Katie are certified with Stephen Forrest. wonderful school. It's been going on for 30 years. Stephen began evolutionary astrology along with Jeffrey Green Wolf and has continued his legacy throughout all these years and is a really a fountain of great wealth and knowledge. Katie is the Dean of Instruction at the Forrest Center for Evolutionary Astrology. And that is known well as the F, as in Frank, C-E-A, I think. Anyway, Katie will tell us. And she writes a curriculum and teaches and oversees the courses. Katie offers astrology consultations also. She holds a Ph.D. in art history, a tenured faculty member as a college professor since 1999 at De Anza College in Cooper. Pertino, California. Katie, you'll have to correct me. And she's the founder of Cara Evolutionary Astrology in Santa Cruz, California. So, correct me if I'm wrong with something now, and we can say it at the end. But I'm so thrilled to have you both. Uh,
2: Here thanks, with Sue. You. That was great. Yeah, DeAnza College for me and Forest Center for Evolutionary Astrology. Yeah, thanks. Okay. No problem, Marie.
3: yeah thank you, Sue. That was... Yeah. Uh... Yeah, you did that just right, except the uh, the retreat, the virtual healing retreat or the healing retreats that I do twice a year, because of COVID, uh, the one in August is going to be virtual. Okay. Um, and it will be next year before it will be live, because I don't want people to have yes. to travel and, you know, all that stuff this year. So,
1: yeah. Better safe than sorry. I definitely, totally get it. That's definitely. so Definitely. Right. Well, for our audience, we'll explain a little bit about why this is a healing journey that we're so, Earth is always in an essence of a healing energy, but particularly with this Earth Day of 51 and a half years or 51 years, that Chiron returned. And I will say that the Chiron position returned at eight degrees Aries, which was natal in the 1970 chart that I'll pull up in a moment. For those people watching YouTube and for those people watching or listening to our podcast, if you go to Talk Cosmos YouTube channel, you will be able to watch this also. But I'm very glad to have all our listeners. So however it works for people. But the Chiron return at 50 50 50 and a half years approximately is a rite of passage. It represents the healing journey. Chiron, the centaur, half man, half horse, was a master teacher to the gods. But when he was wounded by Hercules with a poisonous arrow that had been part of his 12 labors during a party that was a celebration, he was unable to heal this wound. He was had mortal and god heritage and he was a god. And he wasn't able to unfortunately heal it. He's the only um, it, it's very in, a strong archetype of within all our charts. So he migrates from this archetypal wounded healer to become an alchemist and shaman. And the the, the point of one's personal wound that we're able to, through that experience, share with others, that it becomes a, a, a benefit to others, and therefore serves a purpose to ourselves. That's a little, I hope not too long winded, but a very fundamental uh, Chiron experience. And as Chiron is in Aries right now, and the United States, natal Chiron is so important. So I open it up to both of you, and I'll share the screen. I think we can look at this, uh, most amazing uh, experience. And hopefully my screen will want to behave, which it may not. So I'll get it to behave here. There we go. All right. Can you see that chart? Um, I'm not able to see a chart. Okay, we'll go ahead. That's okay. Yeah. All right. I will go back and
3: see what happens. And while you're doing that, I'll just mention a little bit about Chiron. Chiron is, of course, a centaur. So he's half horse, half human man, and uh, just a fascinating character. He's actually one of the only centaurs who is um, not a rabble rouser. I mean, he ended up being... The uh, teacher to the children of the gods, to Apollo's children, to um, all of the gods. He just he just did a wonderful wonderful job with that. And when he was wounded by that arrow, you know that was quite devastating because it was quite of course painful. And then not being able to die because he's a god. Um, He had to learn how to live with the wound and still continue to do his job. And that's what Chiron does with all of us. All of us have a Chiron in our chart somewhere in our makeup. And wherever it is, it's a particular type of wound. And, um, you know, that wound never really heals Um, But you still use the gift, there's a gift in in wherever Chiron is placed in the chart. And that is a gift of, one of the ways to get to that gift is to figure out, of course, what the wound is, and we have to change the way we um, approach, the way we see things. We change our view based on the wound. Uh, if you have a fear of something, the fear may not go away, but you use it. You use it to uh, help others.
1: Uh, and it you, your gift. Yes. yes, you learn through it, and it, the wisdom of it is so mm-hmm. true. And and also when it, you can share that wisdom with others, which I think all three of us have and do. I know that you, with your oh, yeah. retreat, you do that, and Katie, with your um, educational i mean all those years that you spent with stephen Forrest, evolutionary uh, astrology school and now helping to form it the curriculum so that people can learn logically and myself with taught cosmos as one illustration and and as it expands you know we're taking our knowledge and our depths. so here we have now can you see this chart that's the question Now we can, yes. Okay, excellent. So for the public, this was April 22nd, 1970. And I placed it in New York at midnight because it's a whole day chart. And there was a march that Nelson Gaylord, the um, Wisconsin governor, began. And to ignite this back in the 70s when um, there were many uh, civil rights corrections you know both as you can see in this chart there's still the conjunction although it's separating obviously between Pluto and Uranus that were in Virgo back in 65 so this is what five years later and now Uranus is in Libra but the point is is that uh, Chiron in Aries there yes Go ahead, Katie. I think you had some thoughts. What would you like to begin with? Katie this? Katie is muted. Oh, Katie, you need to unmute yourself. Can she do that? Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Katie. <laughs> Turn your head.
3: Maybe your headset needs to be turned on again.
1: Yeah. I Uh-oh. Think. Well, um,
3: Marie. She, yeah, maybe Katie can work on that. Um, yes,
1: go ahead, Marie.
3: take your headset off, maybe Katie, and um, just talk, yeah. yeah, and and turn it off and unplug it from the um from the system there. Um, yeah, now it, it is fascinating because you know, we look at when we look at
2: can you hear you now, Katie? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yes, yep. I can hear okay. you. Okay. Oh, Yay. my gosh. Oh, I am right. so, so sorry nope. for audience okay. to know we tested it and everything. I don't know why, why all of a sudden. You know what? That's
1: okay. It's sort of like befriending our mother earth.
2: We're, we're, we're
1: all like readdressing. In a long well, issue. just so
2: everybody knows, if I could just say a little bit since I finally have some time to speak. That um, in my own natal chart, uh, Chiron right now by transit is conjunct my natal Jupiter in the first house, and so it's like I need to take some risks and putting myself out, you know, with an audience like this. But you know, things happen, and there are tech glitches like this. But um, to get back to just to add a little bit, I was trying to listen while trying to fix the sound to the wonderful introduction that both you guys gave um, to Chiron, but that also. Um, I really feel that since I just tied it back into my my own chart, I hope you all don't mind me taking a little personal <laughs> moment there, but that I think really we are all called it's our dharma, you know, to face our own woundedness. And as evolutionary astrologers, I'm I'm really hoping of course most of our program will be focused on Earth day in and of itself, but really when we everything boils down to it, it's not so much just the event chart of looking at Earth Day back in 1970, but rather, you know, what is it about our own natures? What psychological healing do we need and to find that chiron in our own charts? And how also does the moment, the current moment, the current Earth Day in 2021 resonate with each of us? Because we all have a calling, I think, you know, whether it's a song or a poem or, even just a talk radio show or or YouTube channel podcast, you know, to get our message out there that we need to, to be healers and the earth is calling us to do so. So there's quite a bit to go on with our program. And so I'm glad I'm back in action here a little bit. And I hope I wasn't too redundant for everybody. No,
1: absolutely. I yeah, no, no, no apologies. We'll move forward. I love it <laughs> because actually that parodied a lot that I said in my opening that was printed, you know, on KKNW because there is a post. Sure. In fact, you're absolutely right. I just received a nature magazine that was a complimentary. I think I used to mm-hmm. contribute to nature. And for instance, it says... The, the, the different ads support exactly what you're saying. Together, we can protect the world we love. There is no second nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, safeguard the world you love. Those are just three. Absolutely. We Well, one have, of the
2: things, because I know you mm-hmm. started with the chart as kind of the root prediction, you know, the chart of the event that we yeah. that I heard a little bit of what you were reviewing, is that, you know, if we think about Chiron um, at that time, because we are honoring its return now to its natal position Mm -hmm. um was um at aphelion which was it was out it has a very um, much an uh, elliptical orbit chiron and uh it's uh at at some points it's as far out as in the solar system as the orbit of uranus and during the 1970 event it was at aphelion it is at aphelion now as well Mm -hmm. so very interesting that it's doing the um, the, the the part of Chiron that is turning to Uranus, which is about making revolution. And again, about awakening up, I think, in ourselves for our dharma, our, our need to get our work done here, but for all of us to come together at some kind of revolution. And what's awesome, I think, about the original Earth Day, because you started to talk about that with Gaylord Nelson, is that. You know, it truly motivated people in the United States. It was something like ten percent of the population came out and did something. And if we could have that same sort of thrust at this Chiron return, and that's what I'm really hoping. And hopefully, like you said, the Chiron return will bring teachers to bring that about. I actually Uh, think it is going it is happening already. And with
3: having when we looked at COVID, when we look at COVID and what happened with nature, when everybody was inside, that's, that's a little sign telling us, you know, what we need to do, because Mm -hmm. we need to give nature an opportunity to heal itself. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, I mean, what we need to do is we don't need to coax nature to heal, it will do that Mm -hmm. on its own. We just need to stay away from Cutting down the trees and, Mm -hmm. and you know, walking in areas where there is erosion and Mm -hmm. there are many things that we can do, you know, stop Mm -hmm. polluting so that nature can heal. And with it being in Aries, you know, Mm -hmm. you think about Aries and where we've got to look at where Mars is, too, Mm
2: -hmm. and
3: where Mars Mm -hmm. was in that 1970 chart.
2: Mm -hmm. That's
3: going to, and that informs us as to how Chiron and Aries Mm -hmm. is going to function. And, you know, and we're looking at third house
1: too, Mm -hmm.
3: um, which is also another signature of where it's, you know, it, it is going to be where it's going to respond. So our um, neighborhood,
1: our neighborhood, our immediate community, and it's right with the nodes The lunar nodes as now, and I noticed just in response to that, Marie, because it's not just to add that Mars was in early Gemini at two degrees and the nodes, as we know, go in reverse. And I think that this for the Chiron maturity at that point, there is like a return, a rite of passage where suddenly the experience of all those um, dealing with the wound, we we learn how to expand and by expansion, by right. sharing it with others, and I. If really we go feel back like... to the
2: original mm-hmm. chart, though, too, you want me to do to that with Mars? No. What? Sure. To add to what Marie was saying, because we're piggybacking off each other, with Mars is Mars was also um, in a trine to Uranus at the time, and Uranus was uh-huh, opposing yeah. Chiron, and so Uranus was in Libra, and so interesting because to me, it's like. A lot of astrology seems to be like that old saying of like, say it once, say it again, conclude by saying it yet again. You know? Three times, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a mm-hmm. lot in the initial chart around Chiron, Uranus, and and Saturn as well in Taurus and what's going on now. So like in terms of, like Marie mentioned, so right on, so true that COVID, like I think of that meme back in, you know, at the start of COVID where everyone on social media saw that saying about God or goddess, you know, has sent us to our rooms to reflect upon Mm -hmm. what we have done. But I don't know about all of you, but, I. To me, it, it almost seemed like there was a lot of truth to that, but there was a lot of irony, too, because I started to, like, lose track of, like, we couldn't take our recycled bags to the grocery store anymore. You know, we started to buy plastic again because we were just trying to survive, you know, through this pandemic. And we lost touch sometimes a little bit. Meanwhile, things were in essence, we did see the jellyfish in the Venetian canal and, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. rebirth as well. But I think now actually, which is quite interesting, it's not the 50 year, but I believe the 51st of earth day where Mm -hmm. things can really start to take off, you know, because we're at a stage where perhaps we can communicate a little bit better about this and the timing of it with the Chiron return, because I was looking Chiron actually goes retrograde for a period and is pretty close to being returned to the Earth Day, the original Earth Day chart, um, in December of this coming year. It's going to station direct at eight degrees, and so it's you know oh. it's throughout this year you know that it's doing this chiron return. And at the same time, we have the Taurus Uranus square, you yeah. know, which is so powerful that the the Taurus, um, you know, Uranus right there on the original Saturn of the 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 event chart. Of, yep, of yep. Earth Day, right? So it's like, again, say it again, say it again. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot about this, you know, the, the Taurus energy and then the Saturn now also in Aquarius,
4: you know, yep, ha- helping
2: yeah. us to wake up to the duties, the karma of what we need to fulfill, you know, what we need and to I get And I think, perfect.
1: perfect. And reminding and so, people, of people of what Taurus, 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 I think there's a think little there's... echo here. Is that me? I hope mm-hmm. not. No, Good. Now it's Take gone. No, it's we're gone. gone. We're okay. Yeah. The Taurus, of course, is with that uh, life force that comes into the spark that was Aries that we're at now just entering that birth of from energy to life survival. And just to remind people of the fact that Uranus, this awakener Mm -hmm. um, uh, energy that's outside of the realms of Saturn in our solar system that breaks the rhythm and awakens us to our authenticity is in the sign of earth value survival. So that's why we're bringing up all this, these factors. Yes. Well,
3: and also when you look at Taurus, Taurus has, well, each of the signs has a mantra and Taurus's mantra is when the eye is opened, all is illumined. Taurus is about that third eye seeing it's before sound it is the it it is all nature it is all feeling it is all earth it is it is the embodiment of really the goddess um Mm -hmm. when you really think about it because we're looking at the third eye and you want to see and so when we look at taurus and we look at aries aries is that spark that first spark it is you, you, what is it? Steven says with Aries or with Mars, you are either the prey or mm-hmm. the preyed upon. And it, with the, with the transits, with the, what we're dealing with now, mm-hmm. with the transits to Chiron and to Mars and Uranus and Uranus and Saturn, it would seem that earth itself and the sky is setting things up for earth day and everything related to it to be the warrior to not be the prey because it had nature has been the prey for millennia mm-hmm. and now things have shifted and now it's the warrior and it is fighting back it is, And the people, you know, this started with a, as a grassroots situation. And so the people are on board and you're no longer, nature is no longer the prey anymore. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm saying.
2: You know, I love that image, like the, the, all of what you said, but the start, Marie, when you were talking about Um, sort of the basic metaphor of Taurus and I was thinking because I've been thinking a lot about the polarity of Taurus with Scorpio and one of the reasons why I was hoping at the beginning we would start with just the Earth Day chart the original Earth Day chart um, in 1970 because of um, that there was Jupiter and Scorpio that was opposing and of course Earth Day always falls in what is essentially Taurus season, mm-hmm. you know, but there was a lot of Taurus energy in the sky at that time and how, you know, so beautiful, right, that we're supposed to simplify our life because really when it push comes to shove, what's really happening is a kind of over consumerism, right? A kind of materialism where especially um, I think in in wealthy countries where we're, we're trying to just to get as much pleasure. I, you know, we want our pleasures fulfilled and that in essence, though, it's about simplifying that picture and also doing the psychological work so that we can do the shadow work of understanding Mm -hmm. why do we want those things or why do we need to overdo it with our consumerism? And that I think was partly Jupiter and Scorpio and also, you know, back at that time in the seventies and thinking also about, um, Jupiter and Scorpio as, um, You know, asking us to look at the dark side of yeah uh, the the shadow facing. Yeah, and what's awesome about it to tie into the Aries point, and then I'll I'll just leave it. You know, turn the mic to you. But is this um you know this idea too of how we can all be that warrior and step up to the plate. And if we think of how, again, that original Earth Day was such a spark and why can't we now also rekindle things so that it's, it's truly a global movement. You know, if you go online to earthday.org, you can mm-hmm. see how widespread as Sue was mentioning it is, but that we need to now really full, pull it forward and come out and, and each do our part.
1: Thank you. Absolutely marvelous. We're gonna take a little uh, break here. I am with Katie Cadge of Kara Evolutionary Astrology and Forrest, Stephen Forrest Evolutionary School, and Marie O'Neill of Padma Life Coaching and at, and and at the Lotus Opened Earth Day. A healing journey. We will be back April 18th. See you soon. (laughs) While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, the energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming.
4: Whether we know it or not, each of us are on a quest to discover our true self and the road we travel to accomplish this goal is unique for each of us. This is Marie O'Neill's hero's journey of walking her path and overcoming hardship and heartache in her book, And the Lotus Opened. As a memoir of enduring an absent mother and a harsh pseudo-family and surviving ongoing abuse and trauma, Marie learns to trust in the divine and in her inner self and release herself from the emotional chains that bound her. She discovers her personal power and who she is, and she learns what being free really means. Now available on Amazon and and barnesandnoble.com in either hardcover, paperback, or ebook, you can order Marie O'Neill's book, and The Lotus Opened, and let Marie be your guide as she leads you on your path to authentic freedom using metaphysics, astrology, Buddhism, and healing practices.
0: If you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hello, this is Kathleen Tulevich, Physiosynthesis Instructor, and you are listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, hosted by Sue Rose Minahan.
4: Alternative Talk, 1150, the talk of the sound.
1: Hi again, Sue Rose Minahan again with Katie Cadge of Santa Cruz and Marie O'Neill of Santa Rosa, both of California. So we're talking about Earth Day and Chiron, um the healing master that be, needed to become an alchemist of his own wounds and the shaman teacher. So to begin our second half, there's a few factors I want to weave together because wonderfully it has been brought out that we are, since as a factor, however you want to relate to it, but we're in the archetypal period, you could say, of Aries, of the spark that is the assertion energy and the warrior. And as Marie and Katie have said, oh, that Stephen Forrest has brought up very succinctly that we either in the warrior, either prey or predator could receive on either end. And that the fact of mother nature is time where she herself has been used for resources of abundance of her natural healing cycle that seemed to be everlasting and has that ability, as we've noticed in the last period of crisis, which, and I'm threading in the idea that Uranus, which if it we haven't got the message, it will bring us back to our authenticity through crisis, along with Pluto, the Reaper of get rid of the old and bring in the new that needs to be reborn. So we are in a crisis with Mother Earth. The oceans we know have peril, whether it's the atomic energies waste or whether it's all the nets and the plastic that's an island of itself out there. That many industrious souls have tried to work on but yet still needs our attention so re-threading this idea that we are now re- on with the greater energies the forces there's so much to tie in here yet it is a chance for action on all our parts we have been participants and in the chiron experience if we might bring I'll throw out different ideas here because both Marie and Katie have really a Chiron story of their own that they are now producing, as myself with Talk Cosmos, as you're aware of. But the fact going back to for all of us with the two charts from 1970 to 2021 is most amazing as a representative. The nodal structures are at square with themselves, meaning we have an enormous mutable experience available to all of us in this action. And uh, there are also, not to go geeky, but just to mention, because we can talk about our Chiron experience, but the significance of this Chiron moment with the 51st year that begins that cycle of maturity with that whole archetype of our wound so that we can share it is that there's also another layer of solar arc, which for, the, for astrologers that are interested is a, another system. But Saturn, the timekeeper, is changing May 24th into changing, ingressing, as astrology speaks, into Cancer, for, meaning the rulership will be the moon for the next 30 years. We want to sit on that one. And the meaning, caring, we can expand. And the other one are the nodes, the lunar nodes attached to the moon, which is an 18 month cycle. Right now, currently, we're in Gemini and Sag. We're yakking and talking and philosophizing, and we love it. But as far as their. Shifting from that chart, it will ingress June 6th to south node, north node of, pardon me, north node of Taurus, south node of Scorpio, which really relates right back to what Katie was also bringing up with the natal chart, meaning this is a reseed time, a reseed time to look at exactly some of those beautiful concepts all together that um, the resources of how we're functioning and to get rid of, our, hopefully, transform our shadows. So I'm ending with all this little book of thoughts <laughs> <laughs> for one of you to pounce on. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Well,
3: you know, I find it fascinating that, that Ingress is happening on June 6th because we have a total uh, eclipse happening on the 10th and that annular. happens in Gemini at 19 degrees and, annular, eclipse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, annular eclipse it's um uh, so things will change I do believe that you know with the first 51 years it was the grassroots effort you know, uh, I mean, think about it when I was growing up, there was no such thing as recycling. There was no such thing as um, you know, putting your garbage your your paper in one garbage can and your you know you know having three different garbage cans there was no such thing as um, you know, watching making sure that you take care of nature, making sure that you don't cut down the trees, you know, there was just no such thing. And that grassroots effort has grown Mm -hmm. and it is exploding. And when we look at the axis of Taurus Mm -hmm. and Scorpio, you know, they must work together. That's the whole point. That's why we, we have that polarity. And so we have the, Scorpio is about death. It's about uh, regeneration and whatever it is we want to do, especially when we look at the Taurus polarity, the Taurus side of it, Taurus has to continue to evolve. Scorpio does not let Taurus off the hook and Taurus keeps pushing Scorpio also. So they have to work together.
1: Yes. Yes. Life needs to prevail, but you can't get so comfortable in your skin that right. the snake doesn't shed it. <laughs> that's right. And, and whatever
3: Taurus is holding on to, that's the other thing. Whatever Taurus holds onto, because Scorpio is on the opposite side, if it holds onto it with the wrong intention, it will be taken away
1: because that's what Scorpio does. Yes it no longer is serving growth right it's finished. The, the resources right. are extinct.
3: Exactly and so and that's what we're dealing with I believe now and we've, we're at that square point uh, which Katie so uh, eloquently uh, talked about when we were met, we were talking the other night. So Katie, talk about that square again.
2: About the, you mean the the current square between Uranus and, mm-hmm. and Saturn by transit? Yeah, mm-hmm. one thing just to, just to help our viewers, I mean, our, and the listeners, is that um, what Sue was explaining was solar arcs uh, at the beginning there. So that because the the movement, if you're looking at the charts, um, we. Regularly, if we're looking at the mean node, which I think actually in your chart, you're showing the true node, um, but the oh, nodes yeah. Are peer to move retrograde and of course by solar arc that wouldn't be the be the case, but um, Yeah, so uh, no, you said it beautifully about the polarity there and um, I think it, it is being fed in many ways in terms of the the current square um, and we're having three times to to rehash this, you know, because it was first back in mid February, the first exact hit, and now coming up in June around the time of the eclipse, um, which uh, I want to get back to in Gemini fashion. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but there's something about the eclipse I want to mention. But it'll be exact again in, in June and then ex- exact again in December um, around Christmas time, Christmas Eve. So when we're thinking about that stationary. Um, how uh, Chiron is stationary, you know, it's stationing direct in December. It's an interesting sort of double whammy again, you know, saying it again and again. Um, But I started to explain how Chiron, you know, has this really odd um, elliptical orbit so that at some points it's way out by the orbit of Uranus. And it happens to be that at the original Earth day and now now, and that, at other times, like in the nineties when earth day truly went global. So that's quite interesting. You know, it was becoming established really in a, in a Saturnian way and dealing with our karma, you know, Saturn is often about fulfilling our karma in essence, what, you know, what we have done, right. Facing what we have done, um, was when it was perihelion and, and close to Saturn. So what these different archetypes are saying is being resonated or, kind of said again, as as I was trying to explain earlier, with the square between Uranus and Saturn, and so that the, which is in orb now too, and within range, even though it's not quite exact in April. So it's like, it's like a push pull. It's like, it's, it's like we're waking up to how we need to step up to our plate of responsibility, and it is in an Aquarian way you know, hopefully um, in communication through online technology like this, you know, um, where we're able to convey the information to get the point across. And then um, with uh, Uranus and Taurus, where we're being asked to really change our values. And this is where, I again, I thought maybe the individual warrior in all of us, you know, that we need to really reflect upon, what is it that I need? You know, you said that beautiful archetype of Taurus earlier, Marie, you know, that we need to simplify things, that we need to, like, focus on what resources are really going to make our planet viable, but also help us survive, and that we truly need, rather than that might be our psychological baggage that often I think consumerism is a product of, well, and know, that's well, the Scorpio well, shadow work. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I, I have I, a thought I here. Here. here, somehow, somehow. I- I'm echoing. Okay, good. It went away. And that is, if we're waking up, and we talked about this with our pre-chat, it involves, and as evolutionary astrologers, which we are, the relationship with body and spirit. There is a spirit, not to be confused with the religious, but just the fact of the nature of life. That there is a spiritual relationship, meaning that, and there's diversity too, that in this, I think if I'm thinking of this as the healing journey, if we can, in that participation, recognizing that healing is a capacity and that part of that is the pluralism, that we can function my way, thy way, without having to be one right way, which has to do a lot about the opinionated of a Sag right now, but going to the Gemini diversity idea, there'll be a great deal of growth in that and nurturing. It's really amazing to see how Just on an astrological basis, which I don't want to get back into because people can pull up these charts and look at it themselves or go find your astrologer, any one of us, and we can talk it through you. But we're talking concepts here, is we're moving into a new growth of being the nurturer through nurturing us. And when I meant of spirit, I wanted to say that relationship, that ancient relationship where we lived with nature. We didn't overcome nature.
3: Yeah, yeah, I love that. And, you know, I'm reading this wonderful book by A.T. Mann. I don't know if you two are familiar with him. He's oh, yes, an astrologer. And he wrote a book on um, the sacred language of trees and how, you know, the trees, the groves, I mean, this is they were representative of the goddess of the feminine energy and, you know, getting, reading this book, I've learned so much about how we used to revere nature. We worshiped in nature. Trees were the, fir- the gro- groves of trees were the first places that we went to worship God. I mean, there was no building there and we've, We pulled away from that and what I see happening, especially through the astrology is that we're coming back. We think about this because we were inside for an entire year, what do we want to do? We want to be out in nature. We have learned a deeper appreciation of nature, or we've gathered a deeper appreciation of nature, I believe on the whole, this is, this is just the tip of the iceberg with nature. That's exciting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's oh, Katie. you Uh-oh. You're, we can't, went, we can't hear again. you again. Oh dear. Try turning
1: your uh, headset off and on again. Maybe that'll work. Well, waking up to Uranus and Taurus with values and becoming that participator, realizing, I think, you know, when we have, I'll just talk a little bit, and then Katie, when you jump when in, Katie can get, get your Katie sound. can jump yeah, on. That's yeah. fine, because we have about a few minutes here. I will take this moment, since we have a little break, just get it out of the way. Now that next week, we will have the um, Moonbeam team. They talk every month about the full moon, which will be in Scorpio, and the new moon, which will be in Taurus. And so that'll be exciting. And tonight, I am with... Katie Kage, and Marie O'Neill, and we're talking about Earth Day, which is on April 22nd, which yes. leaves everybody an opportunity to just Google and find what event is in your area or participate and initiate. That is the most spectacular part about this. That Chiron return is really giving us all that opportunity to do whatever, whether it's clean our street or go down to the beach or into the, the trails of the woods or however we look or, or even talk about maybe changing the detergent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many levels of this. It's also a
3: good time to make an Let's offering. A- yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. I It's also a good time to you're make back. an offering okay. to the goddess. <laughs> I'm back.
2: Great. Yeah. I apologize. I don't know. Yeah, right. Let it go. Let it go. It's Let okay. it go. Yeah. <laughs> we're cool. Yeah. Can I just make I... one statement before we're Please. done? Since I was yeah. felt kind of no. Yeah, it, it, it's somewhat it's somewhat ironic, but I just that this whole thing has been happening again with Chiron and the wounded healer. But the uh, the Chiron return that we're going through is that hopefully we're going to seek teachers that will will move us because that's what the chiron return is so often about and one of the things i was thinking about was i was on this program back quite a few years ago and marie you might even remember this because it's the seattle area but i believe you have some associations up there at, at times but there was a pot of killer whales that were swimming around in the puget sound and one of the whales had passed on and um the whale was being carried literally like a kind of art form, almost like a kind of funerary procession. And I thought at the time, we happened to be talking about Leo as an archetype at the time. And I was thinking, it is a type of, again, a kind of creative expression, really, of shining and how we all need to do that in ever smaller way we do, um, even if we have sound problems or the, you know, oh, yeah. the tech technology is not working or however it is we just have to offer it up we need to give ourselves, you know each as a participant and hopefully we'll get the lead leadership we need you know the teachers will step forward and so
1: ceremonial
2: i'm so glad Uh, you brought
1: that up because i no longer live in seattle but that's absolutely true katie and that reminds me to tell our audience there is an archive of podcasts and both marie and katie have been on other times and so do go to talk cosmos mm-hmm. you can find all the archives uh, there or a podcast one any podcast for that matter apple google doesn't matter we're on it and then the t- talk, the visual is as of december with the uh, youtube that is very beautiful to seek teachers or to become that teacher mm-hmm. going into like both of you are in that avenue now mm-hmm. well all of us in our own manner very abstractly through education on this format but Marie with your retreats that was a long time coming just to share with people that our dreams uh, but and Katie you now being the dean of curriculum with the Stephen Forrest at evolutionary astrology so we have oh a good five minutes
2: here this. Well, you we didn't Go mention. Um, I was just wondering because I, you know, I went yeah. through a lot of the charts and reflected on this, and and you had mentioned Hygieia, and I thought that was oh, interesting, yes. you know. And yeah. I was looking, and I think currently um, in Leo, you know, this uh, for everyone to. If they don't know it, uh, Hygieia is um, where we get the word hygiene from, and it's an uh, um, asteroid that's between Jupiter and Mars. And personally, I don't work with the asteroid very much, but I just found it interesting that, you know, in what we were talking about, because when I was talking about the whales carrying the deceased as a kind of witnessing, that Hygieia in Leo would be about shining or putting forth and wearing that mask in public, you know, like we've all been to do you know doing our our, our sh- fair share of publicly expressing you know this need to help mama earth because we're really in a crisis at this time oh yeah you know and uh, yeah and it's the biodiversity you know that like the pot of killer whales I mean that's it, it that's what where we really learn I think there are teachers you know somebody Ooh. was mentioning um, David Attenborough the other day because yeah. uh He has a very popular program on Netflix right now. um, A Life of the Planet Earth or Life of the Earth. Yes, my husband's watching Uh, it. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I was thinking to myself, uh, you know, this man, you know, how people often say, if you could go back in time and be any but individual, you know, and I was thinking it'd be nice to be David Attenborough because, you know, he was uh, able to travel at a time around the world to places like New Guinea and see human culture in place there that you know is is sadly been so decimated you know and then the the sheer diversity again and being able to witness all of that and now we have to face the fact that things have changed and that we need to but, again step up to the plate to well, get we Saturn have, and
1: yes to we haven't
2: yes and we have we do and we
1: have an opportunity i pulled up this chart if you can see it and what really excites me to, to I hope just to support exactly what you're okay. talking about here, Katie, in the transiting chart with Hygieia at four degrees Leo is it is nearing a conjunction with the natal United States North node. So I think just, it, it, you know, that'll happen. I, we don't know exactly when the other point of the nodal um, looking at the second signature as we do second third etc is that the current node of our energy of where we're pursuing is diversity and is with communication and it's in our neighborhoods and as with our neighbors in gemini is going to be because it is in a reverse process as the, it, it in just to say to people, will be conjunct probably about the same time to our natal Uranus of authenticity. Mm -hmm. So this is so exciting. I'm going to stop that share. Mm -hmm. But I also want to bring out the point that when I brought up Hygieia with that solar arc, and again, people can find out what solar arc means. It's a technological thing, but it has some significance because it is a counting process of what has vitality, uh, uh, vital. Mm -hmm. Importance and Hygeia at this moment transiting. Uh, uh, okay, um, the Hygeia is the solar arc. It, there can it's conjunct Hygeia right now, and which is not in um, which is the natal one. So in other words, health, nurturing, healing. Oh my gosh! Whether it's for us, our identity, Chiron. It's all there. I am so glad Katie Catch. Thank you, Sue. Yes. And Marie O'Neill. It's such marvelous. Wonderful. Soul. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me on
3: your show again.
1: I yeah, love it. And, and our audience, we love you. And do check out both Marie's book and Katie's school that she's involved with, with um, Stephen Forrest Evolutionary School and, uh, no, and the Lotus Opened. Oh. What's the name of the book? Yeah. <laughs> Blessings.
0: Okay. Blessings. Blessings. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos. The show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.